Jeremiah 33 and 2. Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it. Everybody say it. To establish it. Everybody say it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I want to talk to you for a few minutes tonight from this thought, something out of nothing. Put your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord, and lift your voices with them. And let's ask God to have his way in the rest of this service tonight. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we need your help in this building tonight. We need your help, God, in this congregation tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ah, come on, that's it. Praise him right now. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. There is no better scripture promise found in the scripture than God's majestic promise to Jeremiah found in our text. It is an awesome promise. But the most glorious and inspiring part of it is the preface and the name by which God introduces himself to the prophet. He says in verse 2, Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah, the maker thereof. Watch this now. He didn't say creator of the universe, but the creator of that thing that Jeremiah was about to ask for. Uh, let me say it again. He didn't say I'm the creator of the universe, but he said I'm about to step into your world and when you ask me, I'm going to create what you ask me. Surely y'all aren't going to make it hard on me again tonight. I want you to realize tonight it's something, Jeremiah which does not now exist and for which the very materials do not yet appear. How many times have we said, I've got nothing. I don't know how God's going to do this. There's nothing. Come on now. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how this is going to work out. God says to the prophet, I'm about to pay, take your nothing. It's something that naturally is impossible. Oh, I believe I'm talking to some folks right now that you've got circumstances and you've got situations in your life that naturally it feels like it's impossible. There's no way it could ever happen. There's no way it could ever occur. But God said, wait just a minute. Watch what I do. I'm going to take your nothing. 
it's something that God has to cut. Not out of whole cloth, but out of no cloth. (laughs) Now, if I were to give a seamstress a few yards of cloth, my little wife, when we got married, she was a little seamstress. Back then, it was knit dresses. That right, mom? Knit dresses. And she'd sew, though, buy that knit material, and make those little knit dresses. And she was so cute. But there's no way that she could have made a dress without something to make it out of. You know why? Because there's some impossibilities as humans that we have. Oh, wait just a minute. It's about to get better. But you could give a seamstress, seamstress a few yards of cloth. She could cut out a pattern. I don't know how many times I went, was it Joanne Fabric then? Joanne Fabric. We went and bought patterns. Man, it was an exciting date night. But you understand that she could not make the dress without the material. Without the cloth that you give her. And God is saying tonight to this church, I don't even need the cloth. Oh, that's a whole lot better than that. You got stuff going on in your life right now that the only way it's ever going to get better is if God takes your nothing. God is telling Jeremiah that he will give him something that must be created in order to become a reality. Of the which he says, I am the maker thereof. Watch, listen to me. This is what God says in other words. I will create it at the call of your faith. Y'all are going to make it tough on me tonight, aren't you? If I was sitting out there, I would have ran on that one. I will form it, and then I will establish it. (laughs) Some 70 years ago, One bitter January night, the inhabitants of an old town called Sleswick were thrown into great distress and terror, much like we see today. A hostile army was marching upon them and knew 
and fearful reports of the conduct of the lawless soldiers were hourly reaching the place. And in one large spacious cottage dwelt an old grandmother with her widowed daughter and her grandson. And while all hearts quaked with fear, grandmother slipped off into another room and passed her time crying out to God that he would build a wall of defense round about them. Her grandson asked why she prayed for a thing so entirely impossible. I think it's time for the church to start praying for impossibilities. He asked as if God should build a wall about their house that should hide it. But she explained to her grandson that her meaning only was that God would protect them. And at midnight, the tramp was heard of that army pouring in at every avenue, filling houses to overflowing. But while most fearful sounds were heard on every side, not even a knock came to their door. And the, the inhabitants of that cottage were greatly surprised. The morning light made the matter clear. For just beyond the house, the drifted snow had reared such a massive wall that it was impossible to get over it to them. And Grandma said, There, said the good woman triumphantly, Do you not see, my son, that God would raise up a wall around us? You listen to me. I don't care what hell has to threaten me with. I don't care what the world has to come against us with. The Bible said when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard again. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, God will create something out of nothing. Come on, somebody help me praise him right now. The apostle speaks of that kind of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. This is what it says. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. I know that's not what that says up there. Chill out. I'll read it. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You know what that means? He took nothing. And with His Word, made it something. You don't understand. I'm telling you, you're nothing. All it needs is the Word of God. All it needs is for the Lord to speak the Word.
You see, faith that believes in the unseen and in the creation of things that are not yet real. It's a faith that can ask Him for a gentleness you don't have in your temper. It's a faith for courage when you're like a trembling reed shaking in the wind. It's a faith for a steadfast will when you are as irresolute as the drifting sand. For righteousness and holiness when every instinct of your nature and every tendency of your training leads you in a downward road. It's a faith for health and strength when your body is a wreck and the very elements of health are gone. I heard a pastor's wife say today, where our pastor is preaching, I heard her testify today that on Friday night of No Limits, the conference in California where pastor is, for four years, or I'm sorry, for four years, that's right, but in the last two years, she's died almost four times. She told how her heartbeat would get down in the 20s. And she knew she was going to die. And on Friday night, watch this. Listen. Her daughter was out in the foyer of the church, unconscious. They came and got her off the platform. Never been anything wrong with her daughter. But she was out. And they began to pray. God began to bring her back. And this pastor's wife began to say, i got to get back in there. That's where I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And their daughter's husband and their son, they stayed with the daughter. And she went back in. And I won't belabor it, but she went through a lot of things that had happened. She said, in the morning when I'd get up, I could only get up and barely make it to the bathroom and sometimes couldn't even make it to the living room. I was so weak. I forget how many months it was. She couldn't even go to church. And she said when she finally got to where she could go to church... After she finished what she was doing, it took everything she could just to stagger into the office in the back and fall out. But she said on Friday night, the power of God began to move and the anointing began to flow. And what doctors could not do, I said what doctors could not do. She said I felt the balm of Gilead as it surged through my body. She said I'm healed. I'm not going to die. She called her mama. She called her mama up and she said mama I'm not going to die. And just this weekend, they'd gone out to a restaurant on Saturday. 
And the pastor and his guest had already gone out to the car. They'd finished eating. And she was in the restroom. And so they were already at the car. And here comes, here comes a pastor's wife running across the parking lot. He looked at his wife when she got in the vehicle. And he said, do you know what just happened? She said, what? He said, you ran across the parking lot. Come on. I'm talking about when you're down to nothing. When you're at the end of everything that you have. When God begins to move and he begins to speak the word. He'll take what feels like it's impossible and turn it into a reality. I feel like doing something right here. Lift your hands right now if you need a miracle. Come on. Lift your hands right now if you need a miracle. Mm. Nothing, 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 nothing is about to come become something. Come on, I speak miracles. Signs and wonders to be released in this place right now. Right now. I release it. I release. Come on, it's happening right now. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. He's taking your nothing and making something out of it. Come on, somebody praise him for your miracle. Somebody praise him for your impossibility. swept in here right now come on just keep praising him yes 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 come on receive it receive it that's it receive it It's a faith for miracles where every door appears to be closed and every effort vain. Why are you standing while your face is a little high? Stand up, everybody. I want you to turn this way right now. I want you to face this way right now. So what are you doing, Bishop? We're fixing to pray. We need that building over there. I said we need that building over there. Come on, I need somebody to manifest some faith right now. Every time I drive by that building, 
I pray for that building. Come on. Say that's that's futile. Don't tell me it's futile. I'm telling you, I serve a God that can make something out of nothing. Come on, that's it. God, release it. It belongs to FBC. God, we claim it in the name of Jesus. Let it happen, Lord. Show us your mighty hand, oh God. Show us your mighty hand. Come on, come on, come on. Something out of nothing. Something out of nothing. This is the God with whom we are dealing tonight. He is the God of the supernatural. He is the maker thereof. And Jehovah is his name. You can sit if you need to. We must learn to trust him. We must trust him in his infinite all sufficiency. You know what that means? That means he's got enough for me. He's got enough for you. He's got enough for you. He's got enough for you. He's, come on, it's infinite. It never runs out. I said it never runs out. He's got it all. Come on. He's got a miracle for me. He's got a miracle for you. He's got a miracle for your family. Come on, you just got to trust in that all-sufficient one. We're talking about the only wise God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. He's the God who can make something out of nothing. I may have told this story of this church before. If I have, just say, I was just an old guy. Two men went fishing. One man was an experienced fisherman. The other wasn't. Every time the experienced fisherman caught a big fish, he put it in his ice chest to keep it fresh. Whenever the inexperienced fisherman caught a big fish, he threw it back. The experienced fisherman watched this go on all day and finally got tired of seeing this man waste good fish. Why do you keep throwing back all the big fish you catch? He asked. The inexperienced fisherman replied, I only have a small frying pan. Sometimes, like that inexperienced fisherman, we throw back the big plans. We throw back the big dreams. We throw back the big jobs and the big opportunities that God gives us. 
Because our faith is too small. Bishop, aren't you afraid getting up making those kinds of statements about next door that it might not happen? How come? Because I serve a God that can make something out of nothing. And my frying pan is bigger than your frying pan. If you think we're limited, then you got too small of a frying pan. You need... You need to invest in a prayer room somewhere until your frying pan gets big. Come on. We either believe God can or God can't. I choose to believe that he can and he will. If we'll release our faith and trust him, he'll do the impossible. You be seated. Brother Jones is sitting back here on the back row. A few weeks ago, I don't know exactly how many weeks ago, I went to their house. Brother Jones said, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this one. COVID was still Sister Jones, I said, would you like for me to come pray for your husband? Well, now he's got symptoms. I understand that. I understand. But symptoms don't bother me. He come walking down the hallway of the house, had his mask on. He said, Bishop, this is not for me. It's for you. Did I not tell you? I'm not afraid of that. Isn't that what I said? Now, wait a minute. Just a few days ago, he and his wife had to come into town for something, and, and uh, he was having some more problems. And uh, we just kind of had a little discussion, decided we'd just fall apart a piece at a time. That's the way life is. And so they drove up out here, and I took out the anointing oil, and I anointed him with oil and prayed the prayer of faith. And he's having a little problem with his heart. And I said, God, you just reach in there and recreate that heart. Now wait just a minute. You think that can happen? Of course it can happen. He made it the first time. Why couldn't he make it again? And I got good news. The second time he makes it, it'll probably be better than it was the first time. Come on. I think it's time for some recreative faith. At FPC, we need to start believing God that He can create something out of nothing. Ah, hallelujah. We laugh at that fisherman who hadn't figured out that all he needed was a larger frying pan. Yet I want to ask you something. How ready are we to increase the size of our faith? Whether it's a problem or a possibility, God will never give you anything bigger than you can handle. That means 
that we can confidently walk into anything God brings our way and allows to come our way. You see, if you're up against a wall tonight and you feel as if there's no way out for your situation, look up. I said look up. Because God is about to make a way where there seems to be no way. God is about to open a door for you where there has never been an open door before. Now that's for somebody here. I feel in the Holy Ghost. Pastor, Pastor preached out there in California. Maybe I better not tell you because he may want to preach it here. Oh, you mean y'all preach sermons a second time? You sing songs a second time. Pastor preached out there that the walls are coming down and the doors are about to open and it's time to do business. It's time to do kingdom business. FPC, do you hear what I'm telling you? God's not through with you. I said God's not through with you. The devil like for you to think you're washed up and there's nothing you can do. But I've come on this Sunday night to declare to you that God's about to take your nothing and make something out of it. If you'll trust him, he's about to open doors. He's about to make way. Oh, somebody hear me right now. God is about to do that supernaturally in your life. If you'll trust him. Let me try to finish. What some of you need today is a greater capacity for the miraculous. You need to understand you don't have to throw back any blessings. <laughs> You're just as deserving of a miracle as Peter was deserving to be the only man other than Jesus to ever walk on water. I read a story once. I've used it in a sermon or two. But I'm going to share it with you as I close tonight. Several decades ago, a man was to walk a wire across Niagara Falls with another man on his shoulders. And after weeks of preliminary practice, the final moment for the evening drew near and the rope Walker cautioned his young colleague with these words. We're about to risk our lives. I am about to walk the wire and the whole responsibility is mine. Watch. You have nothing to do but match my movements. Are you hearing me? If I sway to the left, let yourself sway to the left with me. If I sway to the right, 
do the same thing under no circumstances. Hear it. Should you try to save yourself. For there must be only one will in this adventure. And that will is mine. You must submerge your will to ensure harmony. For without perfect unison, we are both lost. There's only one thing for you to do. And that's to move when God says to move. Oh, well, you know, this is the way I think. No, I just told you. There's only one will involved here. When God says it's time to go right, it's time to go right. When God said it's time to go center, it's time to go center. When God said it's time to turn left, it's time to turn left. But wherever God goes, that's where we're going. Because if... Come on. If we don't do it God's way, we're going to be lost. Stand with me. Deuteronomy 32, verse 20. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very froward generation. Children in whom is no faith. They've moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They provoke me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not people. Not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. Watch, watch what God says. Watch what God says. God says if they won't move with me, I'm going to find me a people that will. And I'm going to make those that weren't, wouldn't jealous because I'm about to bless those that would. I, I, I've told this story before. When I was a young Christian, there was a move of God going on in the church. And, and uh, God spoke to me and said, I want you to run. I said, ah, well, wait just a minute. He didn't give me a minute, brother. No. Pretty soon, old brother so-and-so over there on the other side of the church, he took off running. And God said, there you go. He just got your blessing. What are you saying? Listen, I'm telling this church right now. When God says to move, you better move. Because if you don't move... God's going to give your blessing to somebody. 
You know what God's going to do? He's going to make you jealous because he touched somebody else with the same thing that he was trying to touch you with, but you wouldn't believe him enough to say, I'm going to do it, God. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care who. God said, God said, Israel that I blessed started swaying its own way. And I'm not going to put up with it. We're living at a time folks want to do their own thing. But God said, I'm looking for a people willing to sway with me. I'm looking for a people that are willing to move with me. Ah. God said, I'll make the self-sufficient, the disobedient, the rebellious that call themselves my people jealous. And here it is, and I close with this. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 10. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I'm preaching to somebody to help you tonight. I'm preaching to somebody here right now. We need to learn to move with God right now. You need to quit doing things your way. This is what needs to happen tonight. We're going to bring our ways and we're going to lay them at the altar tonight. And we're going to say, God... When I leave here tonight, all I want left of me is nothing. And all of you. And then he's going to take your nothing. And he's going to make something out of it. Come on, that's it. Just keep coming. Come lay it at the altar. God, I'm bringing everything that I am that's walking contrary to you. God that's walking opposite to your will I'm bringing it tonight and laying it all down and I want to leave here with nothing left but you God come on there's a miracle waiting to manifest in your life tonight there's a miracle waiting to manifest in your life tonight come on he wants to take nothing and make something out of it bring it to him bring it to him Bring it to him in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. That's it, church. Something out of nothing. Miracle signs and wonders. Answers to your dilemmas. Open doors that were shut or maybe never existed at all. He wants to do it for you tonight.